Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of reviews from things like movie news, TV shows, news, even some comic book stuff. This is the 45th episode of the podcast, which is titled Modern Spoofs. So, um, this, this thumbs up, thumbs down is going to be kind of short. Even this whole podcast is going to be a little short. I'm kind of tired, to be honest. I have a long, long week. So, I'm going to go over a few things. Um, a couple of pictures, a little bit of news, a little bit of trailers, and I'm, I'm actually going to the discussion today, which will be about modern spoofs. So, the first trail I have here is um, Miles Ahead, which stars Don Cheadle. It also is his directorial debut. And when you're watching this, it's a, it's a pretty cool story. I don't know too much about Miles Davis, but from what I've heard so far is that he's portrayed Miles Davis pretty well. It's to a point where you think that he's on the same... Well, it kind of, it's kind of bad to say the same level as um, Chadwick Boseman because they're so different, so different actors. But at the same time, Don Cheadle is his own actor in his own right, and he's definitely Hall of Fame status for him as well so it's kind of hard to compare them both together but i've heard plenty of good stories and after watching this trailer i believe it's definitely a winner um it's great to see that don she was actually able to star and direct and is it looks pretty good to be honest if i had to give it a rating i'd probably give it like a probably eight out of ten um, it, it's definitely a great looking trailer so far. Hopefully the next two or three trailers, how many ever trailers come out, will be just as good. And hopefully the movie does well in the box office. We we need more more diverse movies. And this is the way to do it, you know? Have your actors do what they have to do to make it hot. So that's awesome. I give it a thumbs up. So the next thing I have here is... Um, um, images. Um, we have two images. Um, first image is from X Men Apocalypse, and this is with a, a Cyclops. I mean, a Cyclops, Psylocke um, image, and that's um, Olivier Munn. So when I actually look at this image, there's not much to tell from it. To be honest, it's just her looking up, kind of angry, and of course, there's like destruction in the background. There's a lot of cleavage shot there, and then. It looks like her powers are activated on one hand, but it doesn't really show much. So for me, this one will get a thumbs middle. Uh, it's it's an okay image. Wish there's a little bit more to do with it, but for what it's worth, it's a cool image to, to have. Um, they should have came out with a little bit more for powers to show off, just because the shot they have here this feels like it's incomplete, and I wish they had a little bit more. If you look look online and just Google search um. Olivia Munn, um, Psylocke, then you will definitely find the image that I'm talking about. Um, I didn't have enough time to put it on the website, but if you look on there, you'll see it, and you'll be like, oh, it's not really too exciting. So for me, it's, it's definitely a thumbs middle, and I wish they had more to do with it, but, you know, that's what happens sometimes. So the next um, image that's here is um, Chris Helmsworth. Um, so he's in the new Ghostbusters movie, and he's playing the character that's like the office manager, basically, of the Ghostbusters. So, if you remember um, Janine um, 
Mernest from the original um, two movies. That was played by Annie Potts. This is the Chris Hemsworth character. He's going to play exactly the same character, basically. So he's going to be office manager. He looks kind of geeky, a little bit, but still looks like a GQ man. So it's it's hard to take back the, uh, or even scale down the attractiveness of this young man. So it's one of those things that will catch you a little bit. And then you wonder how his character is going to portray, really. Because with the, the Annie Potts character, she was, she was a, a hilarious in her own right. Like, she had great lines. She moved the story along pretty well. She was injected in there to where she wasn't overused, but she wasn't underused. So she did quite well. So hopefully he does a great thing as well. Um, there's supposed to be a trailer coming out at the end of this month for this movie, there's been a lot of talks about, all right, let's see what, what it looks like in the trailer. Let's see what they could come up with. And hopefully this trailer's good. I, I'm not sure. I'm still going to hold my reservations for it just because I still don't like the costumes for the Ghostbusters. But um, people said back when the original Ghostbusters came out, no one liked the costumes as well. So hopefully this one grows on me a little bit more. But I, I have to see it. I really have to see it. For me, um, okay, but go, go back to images. This image, I give it a thumbs, a thumbs up. To be honest, yeah, it's a it's a decent image. It shows kind of his flair and how he's gonna be in the movie. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell just because it's just one still. But you could tell a bit more. It's a little better than the actual um, X Men Apocalypse trail um, picture. So that's why I give it a thumbs up. The next thing I have here is. A bit of news. So, the Power Rangers movie just recently cast their Rita Raposa. And the person they picked was Elizabeth Banks. So, for this one, uh, I think it's a good choice, to be honest. Um, Elizabeth Banks is a good um, actress. She's going to bring a lot of great feel to the, the movie itself. Plus, she's able to camouflage as much as she can. In any movie that she's playing. For this one, they needed some kind of type of star power. Even though I said that... Even though I would say um, you shouldn't have like your main cast to be like 20 million um, star caliber people. So that's the one thing I drew back from the whole um, fan-based Power Rangers um, trail. Well, not really trail. Movie that came out. A very short film. That one, it had too many new characters. It had... James Vanderbeek. It had um, not Calista Harper. No, she had another person from. Um, people know her. I can't remember her name. Whoever play, played a Pink Ranger, she's very famous. I obviously can't remember her name off the top of my head, but you have her as well. So you need to take out those characters and be like, all right, your five main Power Rangers should be a bunch of nobodies that no one really knows too much about. But they have like one or two acting um, credits under their name. That's fine enough because you make your name off this movie itself. And then you have to have your villains. Where your villains could be played by some famous people. Just because you want to get a good mixture. And have it where folks are actually getting their butts in the seats. And that's the way how you do it. Bring, bring Elizabeth Banks. And you should do well. Hopefully this movie is great. Right now, I want to see some concept art of the actual ranger suits and then see if they're going to have a synopsis that comes up with it. 
and hopefully it's kind of the same as the the TV show. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that it should not go the route of the TV show, should make it a little realistic, which, to be honest, I did like the fan-based um, short film, but I, I did like the TV show as well, so for me, I don't mind a combination of two, possibly, make it like the TV show, but a little bit darker, and have it where they do still call out the Zords, they do still call out the Ranger um, forms and all that good stuff, just because you need to still keep it Ranger-esque, so you, you do a, to a point where it's like, oh, we just call out our Ranger forms, and it's not Ranger form, it's like a a jacket of sorts, that'd be weird, it's, it's not Power Rangers then, so I need you to keep Power Rangers-centric, where you do have everything that you love about the TV show and just increase on it, you know? And make it a little darker just because you don't want to be too kid-like. But hey, um, that one, I give it a thumbs up for that casting right there. So, I'm um, going into my discussion area now where I talk a little bit more about um, what I mentioned earlier, which is modern spoofs. So, I was looking on um, Cinema, Cinema Blend and they mentioned how... The modern spoofs are now taking a decline, and I can agree with them, to be honest. I just recently watched Fifty Shades of Black with Marlon Wayans, and that movie itself wasn't the best movie in the world. I don't want to trash on it, because it, it I don't like trashing on movies too much, but yeah, it's just one of those things where back in the, back way back when, um, back in the 80s, you had a ton of spoof movies coming out, but they... They seemed better than the forms of spoof movies that are coming out now, where you have Meet the Spartans and you have stuff like um, Haunted House and even Fifty Shades of Black, where it tries and some things land, but majority of things don't, and that's unfortunate. Just because a good spoof could last a, a, a lifetime, to be honest. Everyone remembers Spaceballs that took the whole Star Wars franchise, and did did a great job of spoofing the crap out of it. You have that. Then you have one one spoof that I love, which is um, Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. I, I love that movie. Um, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's hilarious. You will keep on laughing over and over again. Uh, that's, that's a Wayne's movie. So you can tell that you need a ton of, 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 of content, content, to be honest. Um, for me, I've always thought, and I've mentioned it before, like, you need at least, at least, like, two to three movies to even try to combine together and make into your one movie itself. So, for 50 Shades of Black, the fact that it, and again, I mentioned this in the, the review I had for it. it, it just took off exactly what the movie was and just tried to hit one or two more extra marks, which is not good. Um, Cinema Blend, they mentioned that they should have a spoof that is able to stand on their own without it being a complete carbon copy of the actual movie, which is very, very true. If you think about the two movies I mentioned before, which is Spaceballs and um, Don't Be a Menace, those two movies, they had elements of the actual movie they actually spoofing, but they've added so much to the point where it doesn't feel like a carbon copy. It feels like, okay, you know kind of what the story is about, and it follows like one or two plot points out like maybe like the 10. So it's like, okay, you, you see 
that it's loosely based on that movie there or this movie there. When you have where your spoof is mainly based, like, okay, 9 out of 10 plot points are actually brought up in the, the spoof itself, then you find it where it's like, you might as well just watch the regular movie then watch the spoof. Like, your spoof is supposed to be something that covers quite a bit of ground without it doing too much like the original content, which is unfortunate because then you you go into territory where you're just, you're, you're going from making something that's awesome to you're just copying that movie. Like, for me, when I watched uh, 50 Shades of Black, it felt like I watched 50 Shades of Grey twice. It really did. It felt like it's the African-American version, which I'm like, ah, oh, okay, but I, I'd rather have it where a spoof like airplanes or a spoof like National Lampoon or or such movies like that where it goes on the whole you want to joke on this kind of genre or you want to joke on that kind of genre like when when I see a scary like scary movie as well scary movie did well because it was able to spoof the actual screen movies and that even that followed the screen movies quite closely but not too close to where it took too many plot points. So for that one, I probably give like out the whole story, maybe four out of ten plot points were from the actual screen movie. So it, it followed quite a bit, but it still held its own kind of um, um, identity, basically. So when you watch that movie, you're like, yeah, that's a whole lot of funny parts. And no, it doesn't follow exactly what you know, Scream was. It did take from other movies and blended in quite well. And hopefully, move, hopefully spoofs go back to that same way. Um, to be honest, the spoof kings and queens are the Wayne's family. They do an awesome and amazing job. Except for a, a few hits or misses there, here and there. But all in all, their family is definitely on top of the, the spoof game. Hopefully they're able to increase the, the product of their the spoofs in the future. And hopefully there, there's more people that come out with better spoofs as well. Because even the spoofs that don't involve the Waynes, those are not the best. And there's so much good movies out there you can spoof so well and get away with a lot of stuff. So hopefully people connect them all together and just crack a whole lot of jokes about it. But hey, um, you might not agree with me if you do awesome write down in the comments if you don't then write in the comments as well i'd love to hear back from you all um i'm go to the next section here which is coming to theaters so this week there's been three movies that came out in theaters first one is hail caesar the second one is pride and prejudice and prejudice prejudice can't even say that word that's kind of weird and zombies and the third movie is the choice which is nicholas sparks so in order I've actually watched two of these movies so far. But if I had to choose an order, it might be the choice. The choice might come first, then Hail Caesar, then Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I actually said it right that time. Um, then I'll pick in that kind of order. Just because Hail Caesar wasn't all that great. Um, it was a cool movie, just that it felt like it, there's too many things happening at once, which it kind of took off from the whole movie itself. And then Pride and Prejudice um, and Zombies. That one, it felt weird, to be honest. It, it felt like a zombie movie, kind of. And it just, it just, it had a weird feel. 
Um, Nicholas Sparks, I know, I know exactly what to, to think of that movie, just because most of, their, most of his movies have been the same anyway, so if I had to choose, which is, this week has been a really weak week for movies, so if I had to choose, it would be The Choice first, and then Hail Caesar, and then Pride of Prejudice and Zombies. So that's my pick on that one. So um, I'm actually going to end the episode off here. Um, I'm really tired, and I really want to get this episode out there, so I'm going to end it off right now. So, um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On The Reviews. You can email us at bringontherviews at gmail.com, sorry. Kind of spaced on that one. For any questions, inquiries you might have for us, um, you can find us on Twitter at bringontherviews. There's no done on that one. Um, you can use hashtag bring on reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have for us. You can even visit the website, which is www.bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, even this podcast as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DwightAntC. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. And you can email me at dc at bringonreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.